Only one bell, and that's just fine, because, hey, you know what? We got nothing going on today, really. Not tonight. Last night, everybody played basketball. The night before, the Colts played against the Steelers. Tonight, we got kind of a barren landscape of sports fun to be had, but that's okay, because there's plenty to talk about, about the Indianapolis Colts. Look, uh, uh, guys within that locker room, Jonathan Taylor, Zaire Franklin, they're talking about how good this is to have a short week, to kind of not lament what went down Monday night, but get ready for what's going to go down Sunday night in Dallas and the opportunities that exist there to beat a really good Cowboys team and disappoint Jerry Jones. Disappointing billionaires is big for me. I love seeing desperate billionaires. Billionaires that can't control their way out of a fix with all their money. That's the best. Indiana basketball, we're going to, and we're going to talk about free agents just a little bit with the Colts, internal free agents, and where the Colts are in terms of how they're going to invest and who they should invest in. Going to talk about Indiana basketball, big win last night against North Carolina, formerly the top-ranked team in the country. They've fallen on hard times. That's all right. Indiana contributed to those hard times last night, and that's a good thing, and they did it in part because of senior leadership. This is what NIL has done, and this is one of the really, really good unanticipated consequences of NIL, people staying in school longer. It's a good thing. Ultimately, Indiana on Saturday, they're going to be in New Jersey to take on the State University of New Jersey. That is Rutgers. Got to get a win against Rutgers now that Geo Baker is living off his uh, Social Security and uh, Ron Harper Jr., I-, I think, is too. Now Rutgers has got to kind of turn to that next generation of stars now that those 18-year veterans have matriculated out of the university infrastructure. LeBron James said something that really bothers me because it was intended to manipulate the media. LeBron James, <clears throat> he's not an obtuse guy. He understands what he's doing. And what he wanted to do was point a light at Jerry Jones, and he did it in an awkward way, but he knew that by evoking Kyrie Irving, he could stir things up a little bit and get that spotlight on Jerry Jones and the hiring practices of the Cowboys. He's he's a very astute manipulator of the media, and and I guess he's to be applauded for that in some way. And Gaylord Perry died at the age 84, kind of sad. Gaylord Perry was an old man pitching when I was a young kid. And now he's gone. What are you going to do? All right. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now for Thursday, December 1st, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You got a leak? They'll plug your leak. You got problems? Plumbing problems? Jared Johnson has plumbing solutions. Give him a call. We will have the number at the end of the show for you. I don't have it with me. Is that pathetic? It is pathetic. Hold on a second, because I got a card here. All right. It is, there it is, 765-610-8809. Jared Johnson. He's going he's gonna to come clean out your pipes. That's what he's going to do. All right, let's talk about the Colts. And uh, Jonathan Taylor, Zaire Franklin on the same page about the opportunity that exists to beat the Cowboys and how a short week might actually 
enhance the opportunity that the Colts have to go pull the upset down in Dallas. The line, thank you very much. Uh, do I like C.J. Stroud? I think Levis will be worse than Rosen. You know what? Let's talk about that for a minute because I, I, I keep reading, and I read on The Athletic today uh, about Levis and, and how people think that maybe Levis is the answer for the Colts. I know Dane Brugler with The Athletic has, has selected for the Indianapolis Colts in their mock draft, uh, Levis. I, I'm not buying it. I've watched him play three complete games, and I didn't like anything other than the arm, the body, the legs. Everything physical is there to be a really, really good quarterback. Up here, the process, not so good. So, her Jimmer say was going to meet with Jimmer say no, I don't. Her Harbaugh is uh, Harbaugh. Yeah, I don't see it. Harbaugh on Saturday, I don't see getting along at all. They are entirely different people. All right, but at any rate, Levis, I don't see. As a guy who is going to step into the, you got to play with your mind in the NFL. Your mind is really, really important. And if you've got the body and the arm and the legs to go with that mind, that's wonderful. But if you, Jacob Eason is a name that pops into my head when I think of Levis because Levis makes bad decisions. So I don't think he's the guy. I would not draft Will Levis. That's just, that's just me. CJ Stroud. I don't know. You got to look at Stroud and you got to look at Young and you got to figure out what the ceiling is for these cats. They are really good college quarterbacks in a lot of ways. They're very, very accurate with the football. Are they guys who can come in, you know, and, and I don't even mind that people being short statured as Young is. Young is not a tall guy, um, but I just don't see it in this draft. We're going to find out quick enough. So Aaron, uh, Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in college football, not even close. I 100% agree with that. Sadly, he isn't going to be draft eligible until 2024, and he is going to be the number, barring catastrophic injury, he is going to be the number one pick in the 2024 draft. That kid can flat play, can lead a team. He is really, really good. He is better, demonstrably better than the guys coming out this year, even the best. It, I mean, Young won a Heisman last year, for goodness sake. Uh, Stroud might wind up being a very capable NFL quarterback, but Levis is a guy. Levis is a guy I don't touch. And, and as you look at the comments on The Athletic, they talk about Levis. The people who are looking at the measurables love him. The people who have watched him play and know something about football, they are not enamored of Levis. So, uh, but this Sunday night, first things first, Colts have a game to go try to win, and we're going to see if they can go do that. And that's going to be fun, because like I said, disappointing billionaires, if, if I could choose a job, that would be the job I would choose, to disappoint billionaires and bring a little bit of manageable despair into their lives. Nothing wrong with that. I want to be a person that they can't control. And I want you to be a person they can't control with their money. People with a lot of money think they can buy you into any kind of nonsense. And I don't like that. So I like watching men like Jerry Jones squirm. That's a good thing. Uh, free agents for the Colts. 
They got some coming up. Bobby O'Karake, Paris Campbell, EJ Speed, Yannick Ngakwe, Brandon Faison, Rodney McLeod. You know what? You're going to miss him? I hate to say that. I kind of like Bobby O'Karake. But Faison, bye. Paris Campbell, suddenly healthy during a contract year? Not bad. He's all right. I like Paris Campbell, but can the Colts get along without him? They have in the past just fine, right? In the previous three years, he played a total of 15 games. Um, EJ Speed, I like EJ Speed. But again, you know, like how many snaps is he on the field for with uh, the, the ones on defense? Rodney McLeod is getting old. Great guy, getting old. Made some real plays this past week against the Steelers. And then Ngakwe is Ngakwe, and he didn't worth $13 million. So you're not going to re-sign him at that level. If he wants a team-friendly deal, you welcome him back because he can kind of change a game with his ability to get to the quarterback. The guys who are due for an extension or will become free agents at the, at the end of next season, Kenny Moore, no dead cap this year. They could cut Kenny Moore. Uh, with no dead cap. Jonathan Taylor. They, of course, you keep Jonathan Taylor, I think. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., I think you keep. DeForest Buckner, they could cut with no cap penalty, or they keep him at uh, an average of $20 million. It's 19.75 and 20.25, according to SpotRack. All right? So you can keep him, or maybe... You, you kind of work that deal. You massage that deal so it's a little bit more team-friendly early or team-friendly late. You, you just kind of figure that out, but sign him to some kind of an extension. And then you've got, uh, after next year, Grover Stewart, Stephon Gilmore, Isaiah Rogers, uh, Jillian Blackman, also potential free agents. So a lot of decisions to be made on West 56th Street. Let's talk about the Hoosiers. Indiana last night played a great game. It was the first time in 10 years I've seen Indiana play with passion and focus and intensity on both sides, both ends, offense and defense, throughout an entire 40 minutes. They were really good. And I don't think that happens without being a senior leader and having senior leadership. And that's the problem you've got at programs like Duke, at Kentucky, sometimes Kansas, where you've got guys who are going to be one and done. They're looking to jump to the NBA, and they're the best players on their teams, right? You get that situation, you have people who are above the consequences that can be brought to bear either by teammates or a coach. Without consequences, you have chaos, the potential for consequences. They got consequences in Indiana because the best player on that team is Trace Jackson Davis, and he's a senior. And he ain't going to take any crap. And Xavier Johnson played really hard, really well last night. And so if you have competent senior leadership and you have dynamic young athletes who aren't looking to jump to the league, like Malik Renault is not going to the NBA at the end of this season. Uh, Jalen hood Shafino, I don't believe, is going to the NBA at the end of this season, right? They can make more money like Trace Jackson Davis is via NIL, so why not stick around? And that is the beauty of NIL, is that it has served as a carrot 
to motivate guys who otherwise would go play in the G League or play in Europe or play someplace else, just sub-NBA, keep them in school instead of going out and making money elsewhere. And so you've got these guys, Race Thompson, a senior who can put his arm around a guy like Renew and tell him some things about college basketball and tell him how to work, how to be diligent, how not to fall prey into what college can wind up being, which is, yeah, it's an amusement park for, uh, you know, latent adolescents. Speaking from personal experience, you know, that's what it, hey, Wednesday, wait a second, you know, quarter beer night at the reg? Oh, all right, you know, Spanish can wait. That's pretty easy. That's an easy decision, right? Who's here? Oh, Bill, Larry, and Freddie. They got a keg. Huh. Well, I'm sure I can study for, for history tomorrow. Hey! And off we go down the stairs at Walnut Knolls and have a great time till 2.30 in the morning. It happens. That's what college does. But you can't live a life like that and win a national championship. You can't. You've got to focus. You've got to be diligent. You've got to care more about that than, you know, Freddie, Larry, Bill, and, and uh, you know, Colin and Carl and Rick buy, going out and buying a keg. Everybody throws in five bucks, not anymore, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. And all of a sudden, it's, you know, endless beers for the entire night and maybe the whole weekend. You can't do that and win a national championship. And those guys are not in Bloomington to mess around. And it looked like for the first time in a long time, people were in Bloomington to do something other than mess around. And I love it because you got a chance. You can always go to the bars. Bars are still going to be there. Hell, I went to Indiana how long ago? Kilroy's is still there. You know, the reg is now Kilroy's Sports. Nick's is still there. The only thing you ain't got anymore, you don't have the peanut barrel, which is too bad. The Bluebird's still there. It's all rolling down in Bloomington, as it always has. Um, but Indiana, with a tough test, always, to play in the rack uh, at Rutgers, got to find a way to win that game. You don't want to fall behind in the Big Ten early. And, and here's something that is just preposterous to me. Purdue fans. Purdue fans get more bent out of shape over Indiana fans and their happiness over Indiana winning than they do in their own happiness over Purdue winning. Purdue won last night against Florida State. Indiana beat North Carolina. And you see on message boards, including the comment section of this channel, you know, oh, Indiana fans think they invented basketball just because they beat a bad North Carolina team. Well, what happened last weekend? Last weekend, Purdue beat Gonzaga. It, blah, 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 blah. It goes on and on and on. And then a specific guy, not a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys with that kind of claptrap, but one guy says, yeah, and Purdue fans have been renting space in your brain. No, I like Purdue. I don't resent anything about Purdue. You, if you listen to what I say twice a day on this channel, I'm always talking up Matt Painter and Purdue. I love that they recruited Braden Smith out of Westfield and that he's balling out for the Boilermakers. He's a perfect Boilermaker. I love it. I think Zach Eady is a monster underneath. How in the world are you going to defend Zach Eady or attack him with your offense? How are you going to do that? 
The guy, you know, I mean, he can just, he's like the chief in one floor of the cuckoo's nest. Like he's, he's too damn big to defend, and he's too damn big to go around on the other end. So, I like him. And I like Butler. I, Matt Painter is one of my favorite guys in the world to talk basketball with. He's phenomenally fun to listen to talk about basketball. He has such a passion for the game and a passion for the kids. It's really fun. You're not renting space in my brain. I like Purdue. I've driven up to West Lafayette to go watch practice and talk to players and talk to Matt. I got no problem with Purdue. I like them. The, the Purdue people always accuse the Indiana people of the sins for which they themselves are guilty. And that's what happens. And we know that. You know, you know that. We all know that. Uh, Gaylord Perry passed away. I'm not even going to talk about LeBron James and fall into that trap of dealing with what he, he tried to draw a link between Jerry Jones and a picture taken of him when he was 14 in 1957 and Kyrie Irving and what Kyrie Irving did on social media not three months ago. And why hasn't the media asked LeBron about it? Manipulating idiots in the media to do your bidding is, I guess, good business. But I'm not going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent. Bright and early, 7 o'clock. A big Friday extravaganza. We got a giveaway this weekend. Is it going to be the Ron Dane autographed mini helmet? Dante Culpepper uh, autographed football? Or the Andre Tippett autographed Patriots jersey that you can either keep and frame or burn because your hatred of the pa Patriots is, is just that bright and that, that overpowering that you would take a beautiful piece of memorabilia and set fire to it. Mm. <laughs>